I isolate myself, I lose a whole part of the triangle. You know, I can work my recovery and I can I can do the service work, but if I'm not being with fellows, then I'm missing a whole side. So like all three are very important. It's a hard balancing act sometimes, but like it's an important one. I try to I try to you know stick with and you know in some ways I'm the same person I was when I walked in, but in so many ways I'm completely different for the better. Welcome to the Daily Reflection Podcast with your hosts Michael L and Lee M. On the show, we try to provide inspiration through interviews with members of the recovery community, through the lens of the Daily Reflection book. Each day, a new Daily Reflection, a piece of inspirational literature, and conversations with folks from the recovery community. Today, today is February 19th, and we're chatting with Ben Jay from Boston, Massachusetts. He got sober relatively young. He's coming up on three years. It's got a powerful story. Hope you enjoy this episode. Please remember to like, subscribe, leave a comment. Let us know what you think about the podcast. Visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Daily Reflection Podcast. And find us on Twitter at Daily Reflector. Enjoy this episode. Good morning, Lee. It's February 19th. How are you doing today? I am doing great this morning. How are you doing, Mike? Never better. What's going on today? So today we have Ben Jay from Massachusetts on to share with us um, the daily reflection about I am not different. Oh, very good. Well, Ben, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Very happy to be here. It's great to have you on the show. Well, we always start in the same way. We have the guest read the daily reflection for today. Uh, Would you help us out and get started? Absolutely. So February 19th, I'm not different. In the beginning, it was four whole years before AA brought permanent sobriety to even one alcoholic woman. Like the high bottoms, the woman said they were different. The skid rower said he was different. So did the artists and the professional people, the rich, the poor, the religious, the agnostic, the Indians and the Eskimos, the veterans and the prisoners. Nowadays, all of these and legions more soberly talk about how very much alike all of us alcoholics are when we admit that the chips are finally down from As Bill Sees It, page 24. I cannot consider myself different in AA. If I do, I isolate myself from others and from contact with my higher power. If I feel isolated in an AA, it is not something for which others are responsible. It is something I've created by feeling I'm different in some way. Today I practice being just another alcoholic in the Worldwide Fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous. Wow. That's a beautiful message. Um, I'm curious, did you did you feel different or isolated before you got into AA? Uh, I mean, it's like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I felt very different. And I think um, I felt, yeah, really, really misunderstood um, by everybody, you know, when when really, you know, that was just that was just my alcoholism at work, you know, making me different from other people. Um, you know, and, and when I when I first got into the rooms, um, you know, I was 20 years old, so it was really easy at first to feel different. Um, you know, I felt like, I don't know, I, I felt like I was the youngest person in the room with the least amount of time for a long time. Um, and, you know, that, that might have been true in the beginning, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't one thing I've learned in getting sober is it, it really doesn't matter, you know, what age you are. Um, it doesn't matter about, you know, anything, uh, you know, we can get sober under any conditions. Um, 
so yeah, I certainly, I certainly came in feeling a bit different, but you know, I think today I feel much, much more part of. What brought you into the rooms at such a young age? Um, I mean, I don't know, not, not like being sick and tired of being sick and tired. Um, I mean, so I had, um, I had gone off to college my freshman year and that's, you know, that was like the worst of my alcoholism. Um, and I failed out in everything but name. Uh, I was able to withdraw from school. Uh, so I didn't even credit for my second semester, but, um, you know, I, I, you know, that was, that was a miracle. Um, so I essentially failed out of school. Um, and I, I went back home and I didn't want to go to school for like a semester or so. And then I, I did go back and, um, I remember saying to my therapist, you know, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to drink or, or get high while I'm in school. I just, I just can't do it. And, um, yeah, I mean, the, basically the same thing happened. I was, uh, I was sitting in the library, uh, you know, not sober and, I was watching TV instead of doing my term paper and uh, I got a text from my dad and he was like, how's the, how's the paper going? You know, uh, anything I can do to help, you know, you got like a week left of school and I just, um, that was a moment of grace for me. Uh, uh, in that moment, I just very quickly and clearly realized I had two options. You know, I, I, I could, I could lie, um, like I had been doing for so long. I could lie and say, it's great. You know, I don't need any help. Um, and I was pretty sure I was going to fail out of school again. And this, and this was community college. And, and to me, that was, that would have been a new low. Um, or I could, um, admit that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't okay. Um, you know, it was, it, it was just, it became harder and harder, uh, to pretend that everything was okay. Um, and so I said, uh, let's talk tomorrow. And my dad said, how about tonight? And, uh, I knew it was over. I remember driving home in the car, um, like just screaming and crying. I, I knew, I knew, and, and it wasn't quite over. I had a couple more weeks in me, but, um, I, I knew the gig was up. I was finally about to be honest with someone um, that I had a problem with, with alcohol. How long did it take you to get into the program from that point? Um, I would say probably about, probably a couple weeks, two, three weeks, maybe. Um, you know, my, uh, I, my dad's in the program. Um, and so that was, that was helpful. I knew I could go to him. Um, and so he gave me the, uh, the numbers of a couple of a couple guys, um, that he knew that were, uh, closer to my age. Um, and he said, you know, this is, this is all I can really do for you. And so I wasn't quite ready. Um, you know, I, I stayed out for a, a few more weeks. Um, I went to three meetings before it stuck. Um, which I mean, I don't know for some people listening, they might, they may think like, Oh my God, that's like, that's nothing. Um, you know, I know, I know plenty of people, I'm friends with lots of people in the, in the program who it took them a long time to, to get in and stay in. Um, but for me, that was an eternity, you know, those, those three meetings. Um, the first meeting I ever went to was Friday, 10 AM. And it was, a, I, I believe it was a daily reflections meeting. 
Um, I could be wrong, but I believe it was daily reflections meeting. But yeah, somewhere around the end of May, and I I remember going to that meeting and talking to some guys afterwards, and just going home and getting high. And um, I went to the next meeting on Sunday, and it was a tradition meeting. And I was like, this is just, a, you know, this is useless. Uh, and I went home and um, bought a six pack and passed out before my mom could even get home. And, um, you know, the next day was a Monday. And um, this was May 28th. Uh, I went to a beginner's meeting. And that's when I heard my story. Um, you know, I, I heard someone talk about, um, put like, you know, shoving bills into the dresser because they just couldn't handle it. And, uh, you know, I was 20, so I wasn't really handling bills. You know, I'm still not really handling bills, um, quite yet, but, um, you know, you replaced bills with the word homework and it was the exact same thing. So, you know, that's, you know, going back to kind of this, the spirit of, of the reflection today, which is, you know, identify, don't compare, at least that's what I take from it. Um, you know, I was able to identify, um, you know, and I, I'm lucky that, you know, I had some previous exposure to, to Alcoholics Anonymous. So I, like, I knew that was, that was a thing. I knew you should try to compare, or sorry, to try to identify, not compare. And so I did, I identified with the story. Um, and I broke down and crying. I'm like, like, you know, it just, it finally, that was when I conceded to my innermost self that I was truly an alcoholic, uh, and I could not do anything on my own. Um, yeah, I went to the, I knew though, I still knew like the, the grips of alcoholism is so bad for me that I, I knew that if I was going to go home, I was going to drink. And so they asked me if I'd come to the business meeting because it just so happened to be the last Monday of the month. And, um, I did not want to go to that business meeting, but I knew deep down in the, in, you know, the depths of my soul that if I didn't go, I was going to go home and drink. And so I went, um, and I drank that day. So they asked me what my sobriety date was. And I was like, I don't have one. So I, I, I my sobriety date is May 29th, 2018, because that was the, the first full day sober I had. Um, I woke up that night was, was really difficult, but I woke up that next day on a Tuesday and I stayed sober and I went to another meeting and I got, I asked someone to be my sponsor. And, and so that's when I consider, you know, my, my sobriety journey to begin. You know, this, this month of daily reflections is about the second step essentially. And so you've beautifully described what it was like coming into the rooms. At what point do you feel like you felt the hope that something was going to restore you to some sort of sanity? It's a great question. Um, you know, I think before I worked step two, um, like, you know, I, I really struggled actually with step two. Um, I, I overanalyzed and over, I intellectualized, uh, you know, a higher power, which, um, I do not recommend because I still don't understand, you know, what, what God is. I, I, I've kind of give, given up. Um, but it's funny that you ask, you know, when did I feel hope? Because I remember struggling with the second step and my sponsor saying, you know what, like, he was kind of like leaving me to work it out myself. And he's like, man, this is just, this is just the hope step. That's it. You just have to have hope. Um, you know, and I think I felt that hope really quickly. Um, I, I remember I started going to meetings every day. I mean, I just dove in. Um, I got a sponsor. Um, 
we, we didn't start working the steps right away, um, which, you know, was probably in some ways good for me. Um, I needed to, to prove to myself and, and, and to my sponsor that I was serious about this. Um, but I was, and it's just, you know, I still get it. Um, it's a little bit different on zoom. I still get it when I walk into a meeting though, I still get that feeling of relief, um, that I, that I sought for, for so long and I was trying to get from drugs and alcohol. Um, and so that's the hope that I get, you know, I walk into a meeting and, um, it's like a physical physiological reaction. Like, you know, like I just, something, something feels wiped away inside me. Um, you know, the worry of today, the, the fear of tomorrow, um, the regret of the past, like it all just, it all just goes away. Um, you know, because like I'm home, I'm home. This is where I belong. Um, I belong in Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, and, um, you know, I, I think, you know, as I've, as I've continued to stay sober, um, the hope has, has grown, um, to not just, I hope I cannot drink today. You know, that was in the beginning, that was like, I just hope I can make it today. Um, and that was, that was, you know, that was good. That was what I needed then. But, you know, today I have hope for all sorts of, all sorts of growth in my life. Um, you know, spiritual and otherwise, um, you know, I feel like I've reclaimed who I, who I was. Um, you know, I was, I was really not myself for a while. I mean, that's, that's the reality of what drinking does to me is it makes me a different person. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the hope came, just came flooding in once I, once I conceded to myself, you know, once I, once I really, came all into the program, that's, that's when the hope started coming. I'm curious about where you're at in step 12 and, and what part the program plays in your life today. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I was told that any step that has a one you can do, uh, so one, 10, 11, 12, you can always do those. Um, so, you know, in my program, I, I'm, I'm doing my nine step amends right now, but, um, you know, the 12 step, I, I, I believe whether I knew it or not, I've been doing since the day I walked in, um, you know, and anybody who comes in is, is doing 12 step work. Um, you know, so service is really important. I will stress that. Um, and it's not just that I went to the business meeting that got me sober. It's the fact that they told me to come back the week after and set up the meeting. Um, and I just, and I say this almost every time I share, um, at a meeting is that, I was so broken that I couldn't, I just, if I didn't show up the next week with a week sober and set up the meeting, like I just didn't know, I didn't know what I was going to do with myself. You know, I, I just would have, I just would have been a black hole of, of shame and remorse and guilt and hatred of myself. So I did, I, that was a big motivating factor. It was like, I got to show up next Monday with a week sober. Um, don't know how I'm going to do that you know, but, um, yeah. And so I've, I've been doing service ever since, um, you know, I haven't really gotten into the, the service below the group level. That's something I'm definitely interested in. I think, um, you know, I've been sober in, in Amherst, Massachusetts, and also in Boston. So I've moved and, um, you know, I'm considering moving, I, I'm graduating in May. Um, 
And so I'm considering moving again. And so each time I've been in a place where I'm like, I'm really interested in starting that, that level of service work, I'm, I'm about to move. So I'm like, I really don't know if that's, if I'm ready for that. But I also, you know, know that that's, that's okay. Like I, I, I'm currently chairing uh, one of my home groups for the next two few months. Uh, I just finished up a term chairing my other home group for a couple months. Um, you know, I, I go to every business meeting. Um, one thing I miss, I, I don't know if anybody can, can identify with this, but I miss making coffee. I miss making coffee so badly. Um, I was the coffee maker at one of my home groups back in Amherst for, oh boy, uh, several months uh, several months. And, um, there's just, I remember it's funny. I remember the first time I ever made coffee, uh, I was stressing out. I was like, Oh my God, I don't, I don't know how much coffee to put in. This is a big pot. Like, you know, uh, and it's funny. And the, the guy who I was making the coffee with, he's like, he's like, Ben, no matter how much coffee grounds you put in, there's going to be somebody in the meeting who thinks it's too weak. And there's also going to be somebody in the meeting who thinks it's too strong. So just make the coffee. And, um, that was a big, that was a big moment for me. I, I, I'm, you know, as, as an alcoholic, I'm so caught up in what others think of me. Um, you know, I'm so like, that is my self-worth when, when, you know, I'm not working a spiritual program that it, my self-worth is completely wrapped up in what you think of me. Um, and so I'm free of a lot of that today. Um, but I miss making coffee. Um, I cannot wait to get back to, to that service position. And it, it's funny, even before the pandemic, um, I guess the meetings that I go to here in Boston, in, in the back Bay area, just, they don't make coffee. So that was a big, a big blow to me, but, um, you know, jokes aside services, you know, I, I, I cannot stress how important that is, you know, it makes me feel a part of, um, you know, I'm, I'm always, uh, volunteering, you know, new guys, uh, for service positions at my home group. I just got someone to be, we have newcomer liaisons in Boston meetings, which is kind of, was, was a new concept for me. But, um, you know, so there's a guy with, with like eight months, um, who I talked to on a pretty regular basis, uh, who I got to be the newcomer liaison. And then, you know, outside of the group, I mean, how does the 12th step work in my life? Um, I make a lot of calls, you know, um, I'll be honest, this, this past week hasn't been great. You know, I'll, 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 I, I can cop to that, uh, got to get back on the beam. But, um, I think that's like one of the biggest parts of my program is I, as I make a lot of calls, um, to newcomers, to my sponsor, to other people, other men I trust in the program. Um, you know, that phone is, is, yeah, I, the joke, you know, the joke is, I'm sure you both heard it. It's a 500 pound gorilla, you know, when you first pick it up and it's true, it's really hard to call people. Um, you know, it was really hard, but my, my first sponsor really nailed that into me. He said, every meeting you go to, I want you to get at least one new number. And then like a month into sobriety, he's like, I want you to call one person a day. And that was hard. And then like a week later, he's like, all right, three people a day. And I was like, Oh my God. And I don't think I, was successful at that, but just the practice of calling people, um, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's just miraculous. You know, it's what, what, a what a phone call can do to my day. Um, so yeah. Getting, getting them and giving them. No, oh, so the, powerful. Best. the best. Yeah. I literally will go yeah. on walks and just call everybody in my phone book. 
um, yeah. until someone picks up. And I'm guaranteed at least once a week, maybe even more, that I'm going to get somebody on the other line that says something like, oh my God, I can't believe you just called me right now. You know, one of those. Yeah. There are no, there are no coincidences, right? No, no. So I, I, you know, I try to stay in contact with a lot of people. Um, you know, and another, another way that like, I really didn't get it first, but I think I, I've understood more um, as time has gone on about the 12th step is, it's just showing up to meetings, you know, and being a regular. Um, you know, when I first started coming to AA, I saw the same people at the same meetings every week. Um, and I didn't know it then, but that was really comforting. Um, you know, because it's like, it's proof that it's not just me who's coming every week. You know, there's a meeting going on. Um, and so, you know, in, in the life of zoom, I work really, I, I try very hard to never have my camera off. Um, because I think it's really important that people, people know that I'm here and that I go to the same meetings every week and I have a routine and, um, that I'm here and that I'm available to talk. Um, you know, so that's, that's one way I've, I've like, you know, adapted. You can't really turn your video off in real life. Uh, but you know, on zoom, it, you know, in, it, it does, it does kind of irk me a little bit. You know, I see people who are regulars at, you know, in these, the in-person meetings that I used to go to, and I don't, I don't see them with their camera on and it's, and it's, um, you know, I think it's really important to, for, for newcomers to see, uh, the same people at every meeting. So that's what I try to do now. Then it sounds like, you know, through the thread of this discussion, you know, it's been the people mm. in the program that have sort of infused how it's going to work or how, how it works into you. Um, you said when you come into the rooms, you just feel better. You know, the shame yeah. goes away, the hope comes back, the gratitude seeps in. Mm. And it feels to me that over time that has morphed into this person that I'm looking at right now in front of me, who's full of just the desire to be of service, which is a complete change from the person mm. that walked into the rooms. Yeah, absolutely. It's just amazing to, to see that transformation um, just in, in a 20 minute story. It's incredible how yeah, much it I really mean, works. It, it does. It works if you work it, you know, and um, yeah, the fellowship is, is a, is a huge part of it. I mean, that's what I get out of this, this story, you know, is like, or the, the reflection today is that, um, you know, when I'm, when I isolate myself, I, I lose a whole part of the triangle. Um, you know, I can work my recovery and I can, I can do the service work, but if I'm not, you know, you know, being with fellows, then I'm, I'm missing a whole side. So like all three are very important. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard balancing act sometimes, but like, it's an important one that I, that I, I try to, I try to, you know, stick with. And yeah, I, I'm a, com, you know, in some ways I'm the same person I was when I walked in, but in so many ways I'm completely different if for the better. So, um, if I'm doing my math correctly, you're about to God willing and the Creek don't rise. You're about to turn three years sober. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the end of May. So knock on wood and everything, but, um, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's uh, kind of unbelievable. I don't know how, how that happened. So what would you tell a newcomer? You're not that far away from your first day. No, I'm not. Um, what would I tell a newcomer? Um, well, I, you know, first I'd listen. I, I wouldn't, I don't want to presume that I, I have the answers for anybody. Um, so first, you know, and that, and that's what someone did for me is someone asked me, how am I, how are you doing? 
And I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm okay, not great. And they're like, no, no, no. How, how are you doing? And that was, uh, that was the first time I ever cried <laughs> in Alcoholics Anonymous because uh, someone actually really cared. So that's what I try to do first, um, you know, is, is listen. Um, but what would I tell a newcomer? Um, you don't have to drink again. Simple as that. That was, that was uh, honestly, that was what my first sponsor said to me that prompted me to ask him to be my sponsor. Um, I hear a lot in the rooms, uh, and, and this is, this is also valid. Like you never have to drink again, you know, and it, it, it sounds very much the same, but to me hearing you don't have to drink again was different because I, it didn't include the amount of time I had to, I had to stay sober. It, it, it didn't freak me out about, I have to be sober the rest of my life. Um, so, you know, if, if you're new and you're struggling and you think Alcoholics Anonymous might be the place for you, just know that you don't have to drink again. You don't have to, you know, feel the way that you're feeling. I certainly don't uh, feel the way that I felt when I came in. I haven't felt that way in a long time. Um, you know, and, and when that feeling does come back in, in, in moderation, like I have tools to deal with it. Um, you know, I think it's important to, to, to tell newcomers that, you know, life isn't going to magically get better. You know, that's, that's not what this program is about, but you will guaranteed be able to handle life much better. Uh, you, you know, slowly but surely life on life's terms becomes manageable. This has been a great discussion. I want to thank you for taking time to to chat with us, but also to carry the message. And uh, I'm sure you've got a lot of people you're going to help in your life if you stay sober. Well, thanks so much for having me. I, uh, yeah, I was really looking forward to this and it was, it was great to just talk about AA. I mean, I'm, I'm like an AA nerd, I guess. I love it. All right. Thanks, Ben. Thanks so much to Ben for stopping by, sharing his experience, strength, and hope. Thanks to you for listening. Remember, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash daily reflection podcast. You can join in the conversation there. There's quite a few people hanging out, sharing stories of their sobriety. You can find our blog where we write about recovery at blog.dailyreflectionpodcast.com. And you can always find us on Twitter at Daily Reflector. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day.